0: Listening to the Bounding Box, where we talk about web development, geo development, and everything in between. All right, so welcome to the Bounding Box. So today I am joined by none other than Sarah Bell. So Sarah, please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and what you do, and everything.
1: All right. Well, hi Renee. Thanks for having me. Um, I enjoy your podcast. I my name is Sarah Bell. I'm a cartographer and a data viz designer. And at Esri, I am a lead product engineer for a product called ArcGIS Maps for Adobe.
0: That's awesome. Then, um, sometimes I get some people ask me, like, well, what do the product engineers like, do on projects? So I've, I've, had, I've talked to a few, and uh, every now and then I mention someone like, yeah, this product engineer works on this or that, but people always ask me, well, what do they actually do? So give us a little insight into what like, the product engineer does on the team.
1: Well, on our team, I mean, we have a really – wonderful, talented, small group of people. Um, So we all kind of share the responsibility of product engineer in one way or another. Um, But, you know, we have to, let's see, we we're somewhat in the scope of Esri products. We're kind of new. So there's a lot of product testing and also a lot of like going out to other cartographers and map makers and seeing what they would want to put in the product and, you know, pursuing those avenues, researching all of that. So um, yeah. What do I do as a product engineer? A lot of the stuff I do is actually, since I am a cartographer, I get to make maps with the product itself.
0: Yeah, um, Make sure it does what you expect it to do. Right. Like,
1: (laughs) yeah. Or even just get lost in map making and then, Discover what works really well with our product and what sort of tools we maybe don't need anymore or that we want to add. Just trying to get the right product for our users.
0: Awesome. So how did you get into maps? Right. I mean, that's I guess kind of question that we all kind of get asked. Is like, you no, know, because it's such a, a niche field, I guess. But kind okay, of, I'm always curious how people get into it.
1: Yeah, I am always curious too, <laughs> because it's. It's not, it's not one of those careers that people like when they're a little kid say, I want (laughs) to grow up and be a cartographer. I mean, maybe, maybe that happens more today than when I was a kid, but, um, I, I think that a lot of cartographer cartographers fall into the role when they are curious about the world enough to see their, you know, their nerdy subject matter on a map and, if that map hasn't been made, maybe they'll be making it themselves. Um, I, I, w- why w- I wanted to be a park ranger. I wanted to work in the national park forever. So I became a park ranger. And at that park, there were a lot of scientists using GIS. And park rangers are usually seasonal positions. So, but these scientists were there year round. So that's how I stumbled into the idea of, I didn't even know what GIS was at first. And then they explained to me, You know, bear biologists understanding you know where bears are at certain times of the year, um, glaciologists understanding glacial, glacial recession because of climate change or what have you. And so I went into study GIS and immediately fell in love with just geoviz overall, the whole umbrella of it. And so I'm not a park ranger anymore now, I'm a cartographer. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's awesome. I mean, that's a great uh, – I mean, Park Ranger sounds like one of those things that uh, would just be really amazing to do, right? Get out in the open, work in the field. Um, yeah, that just sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, I enjoyed my field work in school, like the little bit that I got to do. Uh, so I can imagine getting to do that for, like, work-wise would be really awesome.
1: Yeah, totally. It was it was fun. And, uh, you know, seasonal is not uh... – <laughs> That's sustainable for everybody, so
0: and I think one of the cool bits when you work as um, in cartography and making maps and stuff you get to work with people in a lot of different industries, right? Like you mentioned, um, people that work in the parks or oceanographers or people do all these different types of maps. I mean, everyone's trying to tell a story somehow, and uh, I mean, I'm always amazed what um, some of the maps that come out of people uh, car- doing real cartography work because I do not do. Cartography work. I'm a very poor cartographer, but I can get some stuff done with the help of others. So I'm always amazed by seeing what everyone else is making, especially the stuff you've put out there. you got some really cool maps and stuff that have been put together and stuff.
1: Thanks, Renee. That's really nice of you to say. I, I, I guess I want to, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, but <laughs> I, I'll just say in general, I hear a lot of people who are participating in this thing called map making that say they're not a real cartographer. And I I kind of in in the most like encouraging and loving way want to push back on that because we're all participating in the same goal of making a map that's successful. Um and I think what cartography has become in you know in the minds of a lot of people is this like sort of beautification of the map and And, you know, that that part of that, that might be partially true. But I think that, um, you know, mapping in general is such a, it's a responsibility to get it right. And that's not just on the cartographer's shoulders. That's on, you know, the devs, the analysis, you know, data collection um, and, you know, data, all of that stuff that like we're told in grad school is like the not fun part of cartography data cleanup, that's very important to people <laughs> like me who consume that data in order to like put it in a digestible for- format for the world to see.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's, I like guess say, it, it's always like a, I, I'm good enough at putting like something together to get the data on there or now an al- analyze it like that. But then I always kind of struggle with, well, does this look good? Like... I get what I'm trying to do, but I actually want to make it like sparkle a bit or something or just kind of add a little flair to it. And we have a lot of tooling and stuff now, nowadays to make that easier to do. So I kind of get a little carried away here and there. A few years ago, uh, when I first joined Esri, the first my first year, I was on stage for Planner at a Dev Summit, and I vector just came out. And I did custom vector tile Laker map. So it's giant walls of like orange and purple, like maps were up on the screens and, and presenting stuff like that I, I loved it and everyone was like oh my god It was so blinding i was like it was, i don't care it's fun like you know it's a branded map it's awesome i love stuff like that
1: yeah that's awesome well <laughs> good for you like that's another thing is people put out maps that either they love as the cartographer or they're their client really wanted, and you know, it's it's all that that sort of beautiful side of cartography. It is like they say, in the eye of the beholder, right?
0: So I got a question. So I haven't used uh, the Adobe Map stuff yet. But I'm curious in how all that works because, like, I know uh, for years, especially going to like UC and seeing all really cool. Um, paper maps that were up and stuff that people, when they ask, how do you do that? Because I can't do that arc map for something like, oh, I export that out to illustrate all the different layers and I do all this really cool stuff. And I was like, wow, that's that's cool. That's really neat. Like, I never got around to really doing it. But I'm curious how the Adobe Map stuff kind of like works and how that uh, makes making maps like maybe easier for designers, right? People that aren't naturally map makers getting started with that.
1: Yeah, totally. Well, ArcGIS Maps for Adobe is a plugin for Illustrator. So it's something that you can either make a map entirely in Illustrator, which exactly how you're saying graphic designers are familiar with something like Adobe Illustrator. So they don't have to learn a whole entire GIS tool. They just, they just are working in the system that they love um, and know or, and are familiar with. Um, but we also, if you are um, you know, on the ArcGIS system, and you want to create a map in Pro. You can export it now as an AIX file, and then open it in Illustrator with Maps for Adobe. And you can actually continually add more data to that map, more data, more map layers in the graphic design world um, to to your map in Illustrator with this plugin, um, ArcGIS Maps for Adobe. And yeah, so we do see a lot of our users as maybe not the traditional GIS person or even not, they wouldn't maybe consider themselves a cartographer, but they have a need to make a map. Um, So we see an increasing amount of users like that using our tool. Um, Exactly how you're saying. Um, Yeah. I don't know if that answered your question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've seen a couple of the, um, the map stuff that you tweeted out, like retweeted stuff from people and people are doing some things like, well, if as someone that makes maps, I wouldn't think to make a map like that. Like they come up with these really cool... Creative designs and stuff that I think are really neat, and I think it's great getting those into the space. So, you know people look at that as inspiration for their future maps to work on. Uh, I think it's just right. really cool all that collaboration stuff that's going on with all that. I think that's just a really neat way to get things out there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I love that you used the word collaboration. It's it's very much that because ArcGIS Pro has become ArcGIS Pro has become this wonderful tool that you can like visualize and do amazing cartography in. Um, But we have also find that there's a lot of organizations that have a GIS team and a graphic design team. And so if they're putting things like reports out there or posters or whatever um, related to whatever their organization is focused on, uh, the Maps for Adobe, as we call it, the nickname for it, it's, it's a wonderful collaboration tool because you can either share your layers out on your ArcGIS Online account or Enterprise, and your graphic designer can consume those layers directly in Illustrator, um, so they don't even have to learn ArcGIS Online. The graphic designers, um, or they can export an AIX, and then that graphic designer can open it as well. So again, it's like like you mentioned vector tiles. You you could your designer or your graph your or your GIS Uh, analyst could design the vector tiles that fits your company's brand, for example. And you can consume those vector tiles in Illustrator. Illustrator is a vector editing graphic design program. So it's become this like, you know, wonderful, efficient tool for exactly what you're saying. Um, You know, either like the minimalist sort of graphic design, like type of map that, that becomes like, I don't know if you might see it on a t-shirt or uh, I've been like experimenting with designing beer can maps.
0: That's cool. (laughs) Which they can't
1: be, they can't be too complicated because it's on a, you know, a little can. Um, Or, you know, they can be super complicated. Like, I don't know, something like a topo map.
0: You need to get some beer cozies out there. That would definitely be something that uh, you could get out.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. That would be funny.
0: Now, you also uh, make fonts. You have a couple of fonts out there that people can grab now, right? There's the, uh, what's it, the Topo font, which I think was the first one I'd seen. And then you have another one that looked really cool that's got, like, these really um, large capital layers. I can't remember what the name of it is, though.
1: Yes, it's called High Alpine. That's yeah. it. Because the, the capitals are super high. And the... The X height is high as well. You can also, uh, so I created, oh, yes, I did. I made some fonts. It's super nerdy because <laughs> it's it's incredibly tedious. Um, yeah, anybody can go get Bell Topo songs for free if they want to. Um, one of my favorite cartographers just used it on his, Map for the Washington State DNR um, oh. because Mount St. Helens just had its 42nd explosion anniversary. Um, and he did this wonderful LiDAR oblique map of Mount St. Helens. And part of his fonts was Bell Topo Sound. So that was an honor.
0: How do you get started to make a font? You, were you just sitting there one day going, Well, I'm not too happy with the fonts I have available. I, I want to try this.
1: Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Um, I a few years ago, a lot of I mean, it still happens, but like cartographers were trying to recreate sort of a late 1800s, early 1900s um, USGS topo era map, and there's this one typeface, I guess, lettering um, that's on there that I could not find anything exactly like it. Um, and in each map, it varies a little because I don't know <laughs> because of the era. The thing was super i don't know controlled in the font world i guess i don't know um but so i just made one and oh wow i put it out there and it's actually it's on um it's on arctis online now you can it's is one it of really? the typefaces <laughs> you can choose oh, wow. yeah okay which is yeah which is like mind-blowing i to think of as a grad student i would never imagine that i would make a font and that it would be on arctis online
0: i guess that's interesting. Yeah, the, I. Used to work with a lot of old maps before, and I worked at a public agency. And like you get some of these old paper, like well, on the paper, they're copies of paper maps, but everything is done by hand. So, some of this really interesting, like I don't know if you even call them fonts, but the, the text that they would use, you can't find them anywhere. They're just whoever was working on the map decided that's what they were going to use, and that was their style, and that was it. So, right. yeah, it's really cool to come up with something like that. I'd like that a lot. That what would you, is that like a, you use Illustrator to create all the Ligatures, I suppose, and then compile them together.
1: <laughs> yes. So I, I used uh there's another plugin for Illustrator called Font Maker. Yeah, it's called Font Maker. Wow. Um and you know, I didn't take any classes on it, so I can attest to it being very user friendly, but you just create the shapes in 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 Illustrator and then sort of drag it over to <laughs>
0: Yeah, that is. Super oh wait, cool. I think
1: it's called Font Self. I'm sorry. Let me. I actually can tell you, Font Self Maker. There,
0: Font Self Maker. Okay, awesome. Yes. So, do you? I saw that you presented at uh, the North American Cartographic Information Society uh, last year. I think it was right. Are you? Are you presenting anywhere else coming up?
1: Um. I go to NASIS, as you said, at the North Car- North American Cartographic Information Site, every year. It's wow, a wonderful. Okay. It's just, it's absolutely the best place, I think, uh, for cartographers. It's a great place to meet fellow cartographer friends. Um, and, like, they become fast friends because you share the same nerddom. Um, <laughs> I will be presenting at Esri, Esri UC in July. Um, wow, okay. So I will share the stage with none other than Ken Field. Um Looking forward to that. And then I'll, I'll probably be at NASIS again in October.
0: Oh, amazing. Um, yeah, that's now cool.
1: that society's kind of reopening and yep. attending things like that in person now.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Uh, thanks, everyone. Well, I, I want to be mindful of your time, Sarah. Thank you for being here. But I do want to ask before we go, if you have any tips for anybody listening, uh, whether they are uh, cartographers or developers or, or something, for them to take away.
1: Ooh, that is a big question. Well, I do know, having listened to your podcast, that you are have a lot of, probably a lot of dev listeners. Um, and so I want to speak to everyone with the same uh, tip, because I, I don't know, I don't have any like specific dev tips to give a developer. I'm in no business to say that. But I I guess I just want to reiterate that we are all participating in this thing called map making and it's a conversation um, and a responsibility. Um, so yeah, everybody, everybody's playing a part in in the map. Um, even though like I may never meet the data collector or the developer that created, you know, the plugin that I'm or the library that I'm using. I guess it's just this responsibility we all share it. So.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you, Sarah. I really appreciate your time, and I'll be talking to you later.
1: All right, this is wonderful. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to The Bounty Box today. Please subscribe for more content.